This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's swindling time. Hello, Joe. Hello, Rich. How are you? Oh, it's it's a good day because things have been happening, and I like it when things are happening, and it's not like perilous yeah things are happening days are, are better than things are not happening days i find first day was a bit boring really and but uh so we had, had some stuff to get our teeth stuck into today and uh and some signings to to get our heads around which is which is always good fun especially this january indeed now apology about audio straight away purely on the basis that we're recording this at a time where children have not gone to bed so you will hear the uh, the excitement of pre-bed children so i do apologize for that lots of messages of concern this week joe seems like the listenership are red hot when it comes to fire safety have you put the batteries in the alarm yet yeah um i think it needed changing because uh my sort of rental car they're not a landlord i don't really know how to describe them uh i think they kind of came in on like Monday and switched all the ones in the house so I think that's what it was Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't die I I had just been kept awake at night it's all fine now 
it's all fine now and that's all that matters and, and believe me there were messages never leave the beep going it just turns into a an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia otherwise yeah uh, i don't know uh, in future i'm a i'm still a novice house hammer uh, <laughs> uh situation person so uh <laughs> knowing what the hell to do when when there's beeping is is not something i've i've confronted before so uh, we live and we learn, I guess. It was a bit of an odd week within the fan base. Uh, a whole lot of crazy. For those who aren't on social media, who aren't reliant on it like many of us are, just went a little bit crazy this week. Yeah, I don't know if everyone went stir crazy or whatever it was, but Wednesday night into Thursday morning, everything just... And it's not like things have been bubbling over, obviously, the whole time, but everything really kicked off then. Um uh, I guess I'm not a hundred percent sure the the original source, but it seemed to be lower league look related uh, in terms of the sort of touch paper for it. It was it was a bit weird, really, because it was just all based on sort of one slightly offhand point in a Sam Moore's head uh, opinion piece, which which wasn't which was at it and its source also being misinterpreted. But it was quite strange. I mean, well, clearly things weren't going well. The signings weren't weren't going. Uh, to plan at that point and I had a a, a story about um, <laughs> Flynn essentially saying the market was going slowly and I got to first and I, I can't post this because this will literally burn everything <laughs> so um <laughs> So, so, so for for my sake, as much as the clubs, um, I decided to shelve that one. But uh, it it really it really felt like the the, the sky was falling in uh, when I woke up on Thursday. Yeah, Samuel's head wrote very much as a side that Clem Morfuni was away on non Swindon Town related business, and that was interpreted as a South of France sunning himself, wasn't it? And uh, I think what we're seeing and we saw it a few weeks ago, is the online Swindon Town community have no time for in-the-know sort of posts and sentiment at this moment in time. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of some, like a hangry person who's just like, please don't wa- put this in my path right now. Because, you know, Ryan Whelan clearly has known things in the past. It's, it's clearly a, a source that he has close to the club. I think people were very much that please don't just sort of waft that at me. <laughs> it's, it's not helping me right now because it was because it was kind of not it was nothing and it was something I guess in terms of what what they actually said. Um, I think Ryan's actually blocked me, so I had to read it on the Ad for Sport account. But um, they just sort of I, I don't even know why <laughs> um, specifically. I've I've never spoken to him, but um, but yeah, <laughs> but um, but he'd sort of but. It was kind of all oh, bad things might be coming, um, but it was it was very nondescript, really. Yeah, I think that the vibe was not necessarily the individual. It was more either tell us or don't. And if you're not going to tell us or you can't tell us, don't post stuff. We 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 don't hold them to an account on Swindon Town news. We either read it or we don't read it, and we move on. Yeah, I think that's that's the right way to go about that sort of thing, and you know. Um, when when you know we we saw it with the the Broadbent Lounge stuff on uh, slightly before Christmas, where they kind of came out with some things from ITK, and it's like, well, where you know where's this kind of from? And then when it's as kind of flighty as that kind of ITK, it's it's a bit like this this is this is not great stuff really, and I I feel like as as a reaction, it was it was nice to see town fans. Obviously, there was there was the meltdown, but there was also like the guys. This isn't really <laughs> this just isn't helping response, which I thought was a surprisingly uh, pr- um, 
astute point of view that some people had. Yeah, we'll crack on. A couple of signings have been made, and it's it's quite fun, really. I'm glad we we got these signings or before we recorded. It would have been a completely different presser, really, because throughout this press conference with Michael Flynn, he was very guarded towards naming names, and you could feel the frustration in Andrew Hawes trying to articulate that it wasn't about headlines. It was about that he's got to manoeuvre how he asks a question because at 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. tomorrow, it's going to be out of date. But Michael Flynn was just like, just put Swindon and sign two players. There's your headline. <laughs> he couldn't understand that in radio, it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah, that works for me. It doesn't really work for Andrew. I did I did really feel for him, um, or Andy, I should say, as Michael Flynn has started taking to calling him. Um, it was it really quite, he was, you know, he kind of had, you felt for him because there was just sort of no way for him to manipulate that conversation because obviously the signings weren't 100% over the line when we were talking to, to Michael Flynn. So we were just at a point in the week where he couldn't really ask anything about transfers because the answer was, well, stuff is happening, but I can't tell you. And then that was kind of going to be the answer to any avenue he tried to tried to drive down. So it was it was certainly from Andrew Hall's perspective and mine as well, because obviously um, there was limited questions that limited the questions that we could ask. Um, it was quite a difficult press conference when we, especially with what had gone on on Thursday and the kind of powder keg and and lots of people making my mentions about this particular press conference. Um, that it, it was coming to a head at this and then we couldn't really do what people wanted. Yeah, very weird week. And Flynn was back to, not frosty, it's when he's trying to word things carefully that he gets a little bit, I mean, he was far chirpier last week, but what, what I enjoyed this week was the suggestion that that's it, now we're out of the woods. No more bad luck from now, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was quite a fun one. So, yeah, we, I mean, we've had, surely we've had a quota of injuries now and we've signed players. So it's all all's good from now on and we'll, we'll be fine forever. Uh, that was, it was an interesting point of view, especially on with the run to Indra on. I think there's, there's quite a few more miles of woods we've got to get through yet in as far as I can tell but you know he's he's the man at the helm so so maybe he knows he knows what what we've done let's talk about the two signings we'll start with the second one that was announced on Friday afternoon and that is Paul Glatzel has signed on a permanent transfer from Liverpool he is a contemporary of Tom Clayton and Jake Kane. Some will remember him from a loan spell a couple of seasons ago at Tramia where he started really well. Uh, He's played youth international football for both England and Germany. In terms of his pedigree, Joe, you can't get much better. But there is one thing that hangs over him, and that is his quite remarkable injury record, which does include an ACL hamstring injuries, torn ligaments. It's a it's it's very much a, a damaged goods sort of transfer, but the potential if he's fit and stays fit could be really exciting. He's played and scored uh, in the only competitive game this season he's featured in, which was a 5-2 a loss to Blackpool in the EFL trophy. He scored three goals in five games for the under 21s Liverpool this season and um earlier in his career as I said he captained Clayton and Kane in the Liverpool under-18s. So I I guess I I really do want to lean on the positive here that he he looked 
for a long time, like the real deal. Liverpool really, really rated him, but injuries simply did just get in the way. Yeah, with with Powell, it's that um, really high risk, high reward situation where you're getting, you could get Reese Devine, or you could get, you know, so one of the you know, one of the many players that we've actually built some of our more successful teams around in terms of, you know, you, you get them in and you get the better side of that injury history. So that that that's what Swindon are betting on here, I think. Um, given the other injury records this season, it's very understandable why people are nervous that by the fact that he missed um, over a year across two loan spells at, at Tranmere. But, you know, in terms of when he was actually on the pitch, I think he's got four goals, three assists and 16 appearances, which is pretty good. For someone playing kind of their first proper senior football, he's incredibly highly rated at Liverpool. So if it works and it's got the potential to be something of a masterstroke and, and if it doesn't, then... And then he just goes off with the rest of them, doesn't he? On the on the long term list that Flynn reads out at the start of every press conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liverpool owe us one player that that will stay fit. But if you look at the likelihood from on the basis when they walk through the door, this one's the least likely. They are. I mean, it's not just about like the injuries; it's the type of injuries that are concerning fans on on early observations. Everyone wants them to do well. Everyone wants him to get Swindon to a higher position, but there's some humdingers in there every season as well. It's not, it's not isolated. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a look at it, and it it really doesn't. He's got a really really rough injury record, and that's clearly what stopped him progressing beyond this point. He is at that crossroads moment now, twenty two years old, not played a ton of football because of those injuries. It's kind of now or never for him. So. You're hoping you'll be getting an, a motivated player coming into Swindon to, to show what they've got. And if, I mean, Swindon are going to need to sign some other strikers because this guy's clearly going to have to be managed in terms of his minutes to make sure that he can he can play properly. But I, I think it's it makes no sense to go into, into signings expecting them to be disastrous. So let's hope that he can stay fit and hope that he does what he's, his um, pedigree says that he should be able to. Yeah, we, we've had players arrive here with injury-prone records and they've done okay. And we've had some that have come in and done exactly what we, what we feared in terms of their body just letting them down. But we'll see. And, and, and I don't mind the fact that we've got a Germany youth international at the club now. Don't mind that at all. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge fan of have, of having a an international yet yeah, one and, and a German one is, is particularly fun. And... Uh means we've certainly got at least two now two penalty takers starting up front for us with him and Austin. Yeah, and we've got a uh, Italian scouse in Tom Brewett and now we've got a uh, German scouse. What what a collection this is. Yeah, I mean we're we collecting all the different types of scouse to say some sort of scousemon game or something like that. And, and Tom Clayton's Scottish scouse. <laughs> there we go. We we we're collecting the set. It's going to be a, a very busy. I believe that Jake Caden Tom Clayton certainly lived together, so I don't know if he probably joins the club when he when he moves down. So there's a, a massive uh, horde of of scouts somewhere in the Greater Swindon area. Yeah, do they do a come down with me? Uh, we, we need need to ask them, but you know they're cl- clearly they're they're dropping forks and knives on themselves rather than just making each other ill. Uh, do we have contract length here? No, we don't have contract length. It seems to be the way under under Michael Flynn. I assume it's his policy because they did give them out under. The Dean McKayley Lindsay era. We we do, we don't know how long it is. You would imagine it's if he gets the Kane deal, then it's two and a half. Or if it's like slightly, I, I think given his injury history, 
probably want to give him 18 months, to be honest. But um, that would be my guess. But we don't know for absolute certain how long he or uh, Jack Bycroft, who we'll talk about in a second, uh, how long either of their contracts are. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, let's go to Jack Bycroft, who is a goalkeeper, 22 years of age, signing from Southampton. Uh, a local lad, it would appear. Real wholesome content emerging from Swindon Town, although they they spelt his name wrong. Oh, they didn't spell his name wrong. They just got his name wrong on the uh, on YouTube <laughs> first interview. Good old Swindon. No experience at EFL level. He's played some EFL trophy games, but then again, who hasn't? But his main success has been in non-league, and he's he's got plenty of that. It, First loan spell was Weymouth, decent level, 14 games. Then at Taunton, uh, where he played for a whole season. And then this season, he's been playing in the National League. First of all, with Aldershot. Uh, we said, we mind one of those Aldershot players, but unfortunately they went for one that was already left by the time uh, that side came to the county ground. And more recently, up until very recently, he was at Oxford City. Uh, he is also a England Youth International plenty of potential. I say this when we talk about the behind the scenes stuff. I try and get some intel from friends who have contacts and the noise is very positive about this guy and that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean if you look at his non-league track record you see a lot of goalkeepers drop into non-league because obviously it's quite hard to get a starting spot as we as we learned with Murphy Mahoney but uh, speaking to someone at Taunton they were very impressed with him. Um, obviously, he was in team of the season for last year in National League South. And you see a lot of really top goalkeepers go down to that level. I believe um, Wrexham's goalkeeper was, has played slightly lower. Um, I've seen Luke Southwood, Max O'Leary, Jojo Wallacott all playing at Bath City. So you know, it's it's not a place where you're, you're going just because you're kind of the run to the litter kind of thing. He was clearly quite highly rated at Southampton because he's been involved with matchday squads. And then before that, not. He's in part of the travelling party, I guess. So, um, you know, he's he's ready for the step up. And hopefully George got on the phone to Zach to, to get a proper scouting report from him at Oxford City. The debate that we were having off mic was whether he walks into this side. You were very much yes, and I was very much no, but all it will take is one Rick from Lewis Ward and he'll be in. I, I don't know. How this will go. Yeah, I mean, you could argue Lewis Ward has already had that Rick in stuffish time against Colchester. It, it is kind of tough to figure out, given his the experience that, that Bycroft comes in with. But I, I just think, based on everything that I've heard Michael Flynn say, that, in, in fact, he said specifically, you know, I'm not going to sign a goalkeeper unless I know they're better than Lewis Ward. And, you know, he, he clearly hasn't particularly fancied Lewis Ward the entire time. So I would be, um, I would be expecting him to come in and play, but you know, they're signing a young goalkeeper on a permanent contract, potentially. The idea is to to let him develop in, in a slightly Stephen Benderish type way, but for the longer term, obviously. Um and then leave Lewis Walk the shirt. But my uh my opinion my expectation is that this guy starts. I I believe he will be ready tomorrow, um, to play tomorrow. So hopefully he'll be able to play at Port Vale. Uh Port Vale, a crew. Um but I, I, I'm expecting that, but I can certainly see the, the way that you're looking at it as well. A lot of this early part of the, the presser was based on transfers, on the hypothetical or what became reality of two transfers. Was there anything else to pick from the bones of that? Yeah, it was It was kind of then towards the, the more hypothetical in terms of 
persuasion of players that Michael that um, Andrew Hall's asked about, and um, uh, and uh, Michael Flynn was he, he kind of didn't really say yes or no. He kind of said, "Well, to me, it's quite an attractive club. You know, you've got the fans and the stadium." Um, and he put, but because obviously he'd still mentioned in terms of um, geography as being a factor, which I know everyone loves um, as as being as being an issue. Um, and and he was also very keen to to assume any sort of financial things because the player that he said they missed out on to another club um, that was they'd matched the offer to to whoever it was. Um, it, and it was a it was a geographical decision as to as to why they went where they went. Um, but he was he was kind of keen to say, well, you know, without really saying, you know, it it clearly is to the attractive club. He's, he sort of said, you know, there is still many reasons people would want to play for Swindon, and then kind of went into a, a bit of a soliloquy about how we were out of the woods, as you've already as you've already brought up. He was talking in a way that didn't reflect the form that we've had since October. I look at his form and I you know, I'm not angling this that I want Michael Flynn out or anything like that. Our form since that nine game run at the start of the season has not been acceptable. It's it's been lousy. It's been preventable in places. Uh, but he was talking like somebody who maybe just lost a couple of games in the last few weeks. Yeah, I would say that it kind of had that vibe of someone. So, you know, we've had this little short blip. Um, in fact, in the way he kind of spoke immediately after kind of Notts County, Bradford, um, when the form uh, initially started to shift in that direction. So it it it, it was definitely had that vibe. Oh, you know, we've had a couple of injuries, been unlucky in a few, and um, I'm pretty sure we'll be back. And it, it did have that kind of vibe which it's always interesting to <laughs> try and gauge where Michael Flynn is in terms of uh, attitude because obviously um, I think it was after the Mansfield game he came in came out afterwards and kind of had the victory lap and then we didn't see him after Forest Green so we didn't know where he was necessarily that time um, but, and then it, you know I guess he's, he, he felt like he'd have had a bit of a better week in the transfer market and was possibly back there so um, he he definitely still feels like this this team's capable of, of getting back to where it was at the start of the season. I'm not sure he's necessarily uh, that opinion is shared too much amongst the fan base, but he's he's acting like someone who thinks that that they can get back there. Yeah, and based on what he said about incomings, for for whatever reason, Friday seems to be the day. But the way he was saying it, it sounds like we we might get earlier business next week because of how far down the line they are but one day in this in this industry can change a lot as as he implied also with losing out on people yeah he did sort of say that there would be two that would de- that who if they signed could be available for the crew game but um but won't necess- but didn't necessarily rule out any other actual signings uh, on friday necessarily which would lead you to believe that they're in a position to go and sign someone. I think he talked about a potential medical next week as well. So there's there is clearly stuff uh, stuff fairly far down the line. So um, I think that's that's he's because he was off to meet another player as well shortly after speaking to us. So it feels like hopefully we might not have to wait until Friday um, next week. But um, I think it's it is sort of tough to 
after two straight weeks of having to do that, I'm not necessarily going to get my hopes up before Thursday. <laughs> yes, indeed. Reading around before recording this, more than a handful of fans, are. Uh, it's not that they're ungrateful. They're like, good, signings are coming in. But the pedigree of the three that have come through at the moment isn't enough to change the season, which I kind of think it's nice that people are still thinking that way. And it's right to, even if it doesn't feel like it's possible, there's still a lot of football to be played. So I can see why fans are like, yeah, it's great, but you know, he's he can get into the team in a League 2 side. He's never played a, a pro game beyond the EFL trophy. And he's broken it would seem so we need some more yeah I, I think it's it's nice if fans are still thinking you know this January window can can um can turn things around clearly Michael Flynn has pitched it that way for a while I think I've always felt um that you know the the mammoth task that they had in front of them meant that you know they would have to absolutely smash January to get a chance of that we've not seen the experienced spine necessarily yet that Michael Flynn was talking about i I hope that's still to come because he has spoken about you know missing out narrowly on on defenders um before um in previous press conferences so I I think clearly there there's still plans for for more um but you know the, un, unless they sign kind of unless you know they've absolutely they hit on all three of these signings and then get in more experienced players to to help the Swindon through the more difficult patches that they haven't been able to navigate so far this season then, frankly, it doesn't matter too much that, that they're making these signings in terms of this season. Um, but the two, obviously the two permanent ones should help as a, as a longer pre-preparatory period for next season, if that's what they're thinking about. Absolutely, absolutely. And it is good that they're permanent signings. It certainly hushed a, a, a few of the ITKs who said that it would only be loan signings from here on in. So that, that's a positive Something, as we move to a, a potential negative here, everyone's looking at squad building at the moment, but a very fair question was asked about outgoings and players that, that might leave. And although Flynn didn't disclose who's had, you know, who, 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 what clubs have come in for who, there have been inquiries or bids on town players. Yeah, he said bids, plural, so clearly... There's been interest in some Swindon players. Um, I, I, I think, obviously, there's been the links with Saido Khan. There's perennial sort of chatter with, with a player like Romeo Hutton. So you'd think it would be in that category of, of those kind of players. Um, I thought the interesting part of what he said about the outgoings, where he kind of said, you know, obviously, we're not see, seeking them out necessarily. But um, if, it's, if they meet the valuation, then they meet the valuation kind of thing. Is I think he kind of said, that's above my pay grade. So... Apparently, outgoings are, a, I don't know if it's a Clem Orfuni or Jamie Russell thing, but as the most senior person in the footballing side of, of the club, he kind of seemed to intimate that sales it wouldn't necessarily be down to him if if it's for a player like a Saidu Khan, for example, who is clearly a first-teamer and someone that Flynn wants, um, then um, they would, even, even if that is the case, then if a team comes in with a big bid then they would still sell them was kind of the vibe I got from what he said outgoings if it's money tends to be nearer to the end of the window so hopefully we'll we'll get the most out of whoever might be leaving yeah that obviously that's the case because you can kind of use the deadline as a as a negotiating tool in that scenario as a 
as a selling club, as we saw, you know, we don't know how long the Jacob Wakeling negotiations and interests went on for, but, um, you know, clearly doing it on the last day of the window, you, you're going to be able to get more money out of a team. So as a selling club, that makes sense. And also as a buying club, you probably go through the cheaper options first um, just to exhaust them. And then if there are fewer options on the table, then you would go with the paid ones. Right. Shall we go to the Joe zone? Let's do it. Hi, Rich. Just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh no, here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television. Unless, <laughs> of course, I can use my NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash strangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way the link is in the podcast episode description box lovely stuff hi ls pod fans it's jr here enthusiastic contributor and former swindon mcdonald's employee farewell outlet village one time i got to serve the then swindon manager roy evans yes i know what you're wondering big mac with medium fries and admittedly why roy may have regretted some choices at sm1 well you can't go wrong with the classics and you can't go wrong with muck delivery where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me your favorites can come to you order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com now you're, you're thinking let's just get a scrappy goal get changed and get up the road yeah as you say in scotland cheers um, just to be outgoing again, when, when there are players who at times you question some of the attitudes of some of the players, are there players that you would want to get out this month or is it, are you kind of not in a position to do that with the squad? Yeah, look, you know, let's, let's, let's be straight. I've only questioned you know, attitudes once or twice um, in terms of it. They, get, they train hard every day. Um, do they mean to make mistakes? No. But it is about learning from them. And that's... You know, that's when you start questioning. It's not just attitudes, it's everything. You know, mindset, physicality, physical output, ability. You, you, you go through everything. You've got to look at, you know, is there something going on in their uh, outside life? Um, so you, you've got to look at all different different factors. But listen, like I said, there, there will be players that I will be happy to leave. And I'll be play not happy, sorry. There will be players that I would allow to leave. And there will be players that I don't want to leave. It's no different, you know, it's no different to any team. Same as Wrexham, you know, they, they just let a player go. They're happy to let him go because they're probably going to bring someone else in. So it is about having that, um, you know, like the potential players that could go. I've already in my head got, you know, a list of replacements that we can go for to to you know, rectify that and, and, and hopefully strengthen us. It doesn't always work like that because it depends on the player who goes.
Yeah. Um, speaking of that list, the, the point I get it gets put to me a lot is you know, how can they not find like thirty players or something they want to play for Swindon? How is why does it take so long? Just just for people who have that mindset, um, roughly like how many players are you speaking to, and like all the kind of dominoes after fall things to happen. I'm you speaking to a lot. We're doing a lot of work, uh, a lot of clubs, a lot of agents. Um, a lot of teams are not letting them out right now, uh, you know, if it was a loan um, or if we would take them on a permanent. Um, there's players that want to go elsewhere, being offered more money, better location or different location, sorry, uh, higher league. It's all different factors. So it's all good to say, I've got great name and sign 10 players. Boom, 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 guess 10 players in, whether they're good enough for Swindon Town or not, it's a different matter. Um, and why would I do that? You know, I'm only gonna allow players to go if I can, if I think I can bring better in. And um, just to finish, um, the you were supposed to have a player having a medical earlier this week. Is that a player who's who's now signing, or what happened with that? The one that happened, early, what I spoke to you after Saturday, yeah. Uh, after I, I think I think it was on Friday that you mentioned it. But yeah, no, that one fell through. Um, sorry, it hasn't fallen through. He. It's been like put back a little bit because he suffered an injury, so that one that is that. Um, but like I said, there's medical this morning on on one which should be done, should be done now. And there's one that we're waiting on the paperwork to come through. So hopefully, we will have two today, definitely, unless anything else happens today. In terms of ready for tomorrow, I think it'll only be those two, but. We might still have other signings today. Thank you very much. I say might. Now, I don't want to dwell on it on this, but he's definitely dug people out more than a couple of times. Yeah, it's it's kind of the selective memory that someone says, yeah, no, I've said it once or twice. I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I, there's, there's at least half a dozen games where I think he's questioned it. You know, he, he can, I don't know if he's more in the <laughs> please love me again, guys, camp or, or whatever, but... Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I hard, hard dis- disagree on the you haven't said that that much. Yeah. I, I always remember Richie Wellens hating this time of year, like really hating the transfer windows. And that, that made me like him even more because there was no enthusiasm for it. it when, when you're trying to save a season, trying to win a division, trying to avoid relegation, the nonsense of the transfer market must be so frustrating I would imagine so yeah because as a manager you know particularly in Flynn's position you're kind of just trying to get on with with your stuff trying to get it done and um, obviously things coming out in the media can often um, you know complicate transfers and matters Um, so (laughs) it's easier for them if they can go about things under the radar and then it comes out when stuff's done so um, I imagine that you know they're, they're not liking spending time talking about stuff that doesn't doesn't end up happening as as we saw with my, Michael Flynn earlier when he was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you, really. Um, <laughs> and then they, they and then you eventually have to ask slightly more hypothetical things as you've just heard, um, and 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 then that's kind of much to do about nothing in terms of actual concrete things like most of the other questions. Let's move away from transfer talk and move towards. The usual sort of squad-based chat. Form's not great at the moment. Cruz is pretty good. But like I said, 
he seemed really not upbeat, but very relaxed. Yeah, he kind of referred to our form as if it was their form. It, it kind of felt like, um, so, you know, because um, obviously crew went through, a, I think it was about five games where they didn't win. So they had a bit of a more difficult time before obviously winning back to back games to start 2024. So um, and he, he kind of talked about it. and said, you know, I've made mistakes. The players have made mistakes, mostly the players, obviously. And who else? And um, Andrew and I have probably made mistakes <laughs> over the last two months. I know I have. And that's, you know, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Uh, so you know what michael you're right let's forgive everything that happened let's be friends again Um, touche michael (laughs) i do regret that but uh but yeah uh and then obviously if with having kind of pretend even not even again we'll we'll get to injuries but even not even definitely players back just probably players back um this weekend he was like yeah we, we you know we're out of the woods now um, we're in the clear uh, in terms of injuries, and that'll never come back because injuries aren't a sort of ongoing kind of thing. Um, and then we'll we'll be back to the form that we did before. I'm back to my best. That was that was definitely his, his opinion on the form. Um, I think if you asked any fan, any fan, that's probably not the same answer that they would give. But <laughs> it's his job. But he's um he clearly I don't know if he got some he'd done some sort of yoga or meditation this week but he definitely had a big sort of let's just be positive now and positive energy and karma so i think next week he'll come in with some sticks of incense or something to uh just to get rid of the bad vibes he's read a book he's read a chapter and he's trying to you know give us positive energy and we'll see positive results on the pitch we are at that stage of the season i think yeah i think godwin malifa was talking about the same thing a few weeks ago so he was wasn't he needs he? to get his um pochettino uh, basket of oranges around beversbrook and they'll absorb all the bad energy and then we'll be fine or they just join in on the pilates yeah they could you know the the the, the lads are in there every friday <laughs> they, they, they don't seem to be afflicted by injuries because I see the same phases all the time. So uh, maybe they should be involved. <laughs> How is training going? Um, yeah, he was. He felt like it was a good week. He, he said that they'd had a couple of trialists in to kind of pad out the numbers um, and help help that out. Um, he felt like it'd been a much better week because they could they could do things in bigger spaces, which was interesting. I don't know if they just played five sides um, for the for the last couple of weeks, like it was. That first um, Brian Clough Leeds training session in the Damned United, um, <laughs> there's like no fifty fifties, um, and they had to do that. But you know, he, could, he said they could do kind of match situation things and, and bigger spaces because of the more numbers they've had with players coming back from injury. He said, I don't think he would have been involved. But he said that Tariq Uakwe had been um, doing some running and on the grass this week, so. Um, you know, as players come back and closer to fitness, they can they can expand what they do in training, which which clearly has made him happy. Indeed, indeed. So, what's the situation on injuries? Yeah, the first situation is um, we're back to well, technically speaking, Hepburn Murphy's in the exact same position he was last week, where uh, he could play, but it's kind of a making sure he's one hundred percent ready to go before they risk him again. And now he's joined in that position with Fraser Blake Tracy, who's obviously been out since since he went off late on against Wimbledon. Um, but um, he'd said that he was, he'd was he been feeling good for about uh, 10 days now. So um, they've both trained for the entirety of the week and um, are certainly in contention to play at Crew. It felt this time more like a positive way of phrasing the same thing than 
um, in regards to this than it did ahead of the um, Colchester game. So it, I came out of that thinking, well, you're saying that right ahead of Murphy, but I don't think he will play. Um, the way he said it this time, it did feel like um, those two um, could well have some involvement. And then obviously you have the three long-term absentees and Tariq Duakwe, Reese Devine, Tom Clayton. Uh, Clayton, as we now know, is uh, the very long-term, um, eight to 12 weeks, he said this time, as opposed to 10 to 12, as he'd said, um, after the Colchester game. And um, obviously Tariq Duakwe is three to four weeks, but as uh, as I mentioned, it has been uh, ramping up his, his recovery of late. So that's that's some good news on his on his end. Hepper Murphy treatment just is so protective. It makes me think of Paul Glatzel and his injuries. And you know, if they're going to protect him in the same way as Rashawn Hepper Murphy, whose injury record wasn't great, but it's probably better than Glatzel's, then it makes me wonder how on earth we're going to get, deal with that when if if we need to. But here we are. I think we're back to the shift change. We've got. Paul Glatzel can start the games, he'll play the 60-odd, and then Hepburn Murphy's pace against tired defenders. Because um, clearly those two, I think, Hep- wasn't Hepburn Murphy injured for about 18 months by the time he actually joined Swindon? So maybe having having someone to coordinate their injuries with, maybe, or or just kind of ease the load on each other could, could help them. But I, I, I think especially with Hepburn Murphy, and I think we did see it last season, although he was seemed to be fit for longer um, down the back half. Um, that he was clearly being, uh, you know, used fairly gently by Scott Lindsay and then Jody Morris. So I think that's this is kind of a continuation that that they they want to be sure because because clearly he is a touch brittle. Mm, he certainly is. We're going with Powell instead of Paul. I think people would have noticed that. Is that right? Because I'm going with the German way. Yes, it is. It is Powell. Uh, the first the first thing I was said um, when I was told that he was signing this morning was that. Um, Jamie Russell had sent Henry a voicemail, definitely saying Powell. Obviously, his parents are both German, so um, I, I think that is that's that's the way we'll be going with. If he, he he may just walk in and say Paul, that'd be quite quite an odd press conference. Or uh, if he does play, maybe tomorrow. Um, then, but then then we'll find out then. But I think it's more fun to go with the German, and if we're wrong, stick with the German. Frankly, hundred percent right, hundred percent right. The only individual. Uh... That was discussed, the listeners will know, that we tend to go through players within the squad who have made an impact or been struggling, but it was only Shade this week. And, and what was quite nice is there was, if you if you look through, there was a compliment in there. Yeah, I mean, I thought actually he was kind of harsh on Shade's Colchester performance. I thought he played quite well, certainly in the first half. But he said, and the one thing he did do on Saturday was put a shift in. He ran about, bless him, like Thomas Dossamy. Um, hey, you've, you've heard what Michael Flynn has said about Shade in the past that we've not put on this podcast. That's progress. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is much nicer than what he said before, <laughs> absolutely. But I, was like, I thought I thought he did okay actually playing up front. But um, you know, he was. He said that, um, obviously, he was being asked about playing him as a striker and if that was kind of a long-term option. He said he... he and Michael Flynn said that he felt like it kind of taken the pressure off him as a defender. He didn't, you know, he, he wasn't obviously playing fullback this time, which, which I think we've we've all known isn't really his position. Um, and you know, he he said, and as you say, the the compliment was, you know, he he can, he can actually defend quite well, and he can do it much better than he bloody has been. Um, <laughs> um, and he's like, no, but he 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 felt like he'd he'd uh, run run about sufficiently. 
um, <laughs> across the course of the 90 minutes. So he was he was pleased that he'd been able to do that. But um, yeah, as I said, I, I felt Shade was probably actually one of our better performances in the game. Not that that says too much, but no, but no. he was a, he was a bit of a danger. I, I I do hate missing home games, and despite everything, I, I still wish I was there. But alas. That that ending would have ruined my way home. Let, let's move on to crew away this weekend. A tricky one uh, for Swindon to negotiate, but here's hoping we can do something with all these positive vibes that are coming out at the county ground at the moment. So start of the season, first, it turned out to be the first league game of the season because of the torrential rain at Colchester. Mahoney, gone. Blake Tracy, maybe. Brewitt, should play. Godwin Malife should play. Ben Ward, remember him? Romeo Hutton should play. McEachran should play a part. Saidu Khan should play. And then Dan Kemp, gone. Jake Wakeling, gone. Charlie Austin will play. Jake Young, gone. Tariq Uakwe won't play. And Liam Kinsella will play. That's just from the first <laughs> game of the season. So it's going to be an all-new side for Swindon Town. They're having a pretty decent season of it. They had a little wobble over Christmas. Um, Their last five games under Lee Bell have been a home loss to Barrow 3-1 and then a away loss at Walsall 2-0 and then they've sorted things out over the last three games. First of all, a draw at Newport County 1-1 and then a home win against Bradford City 1-0 and then a impressive away win at Mansfield 1-0. So this is the beat Mansfield derby, I suppose, if we think about football in those ways. So I don't anticipate a change of lineup from the team that played against Mansfield. That means we'll get to see Connor Thomas again, but no Charlie Colker. I don't think he's played very much this season at all. The sort of players that you're likely to see are like Rio Edda BC, Mickey Demetrio, who's a favourite of Michael Flynn's, Luke Offord, uh, Shiloh Tracy, Corner Baker, Richardson, loads of League One, League Two players in their side. It's a tricky one. It's not one that you really want us to have. But, you know, Swindon being Swindon, and I dare say Crew being Crew, we'll probably do something daft, like get a result. How are you feeling ahead of this? Not great, to mm. be honest, because <laughs> unlike you, I did watch the Colchester game, so... Uh... Uh, and then and, and the morning after the nightmares were still with us. Um, it was it was a rough one. Obviously, crew are having I, I think possibly understanding. I think they're having a great season up there, and the playoffs have been challenging there the whole way. I don't think they were particularly to do particularly too well before the season started, but you know they, clearly they've they've shown that um, they're they're pretty good if you go two 0 up against them. And given that Swindon tend to start. Not too badly. That's possibly a worry again. Oh my goodness, they are injury time specialists, aren't they, Crew? Oh dear. Yep. Um, that's that's. I think I think if you were to sort of match Swindon up against the worst possible team, it would be a team that's particularly good in the stoppage time. Um, so uh, it it really doesn't matter what the score is in stoppage time. If Swindon are winning five 0 I think we'd still probably lose. Um, it, <laughs> coming into this one, but. Yeah, I, I, spirits are low. I think oh, is how I would no, spirits summarize. are higher than they've ever been in the last seven days. Come on, we can do this. Um, last game, as discussed, was that home game, Drew 2-2. Town surrendering a lead, you'll be shocked to hear. Last season in the league, 
away. We lost 2-1. Hepburn Murphy scoring our goal. But we did beat them in the FA Cup, didn't we, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, with Lou Reed scoring a brace, if I recall correctly. I, I like the glory years when Crew used to be a banker uh, and a big win, or we would give them like a 3-0 lead and then go, and we used to be the other way round. Oh, good times. I used to go, before I was a season ticket holder, I used to always go to Crew home because it was always lots of goals and all for Swindon. Yeah, it was it was the League One, League Two version of Liverpool Arsenal at the time. It was just <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens, it will be exciting. They could both be rubbish and then speak loads and loads of fun. So, you know, m- maybe some of that magic will come back come back to us tomorrow. And something that Michael Flynn has been saying in his post match, he has been citing lack of competition. So I think he is expecting Swindon players to buck up a little bit now that a couple or a few players have arrived at the club and are more on the way. Oh, I hope it's as simple as that. I really do. Yeah, it would be so you know, he cited having probably the strongest squad he's had for quite some time. Um, if Hepburn Murphy and Blake Tracy are both fit and obviously the two players who are um, who the two lads who have come in can both be on the bench will have a mostly first team bench, I think. So That'd be the that'd be a bit of a novel concept. Um, so you know there is some some potential to be able to bring a player on. You know we we've seen what Hepburn Murphy's been able to do off the bench. You know I'm I wouldn't have assumed Powell Blackwell comes in to start. So um, you know he see what possibly he's got to add. Ricky Aguiar obviously. So there's it does feel like for the first time in a while possibly there is some some something to come off the bench. So so maybe that will that help Swindon's complete inability to play after half time oh you were doing so well and then at the end you just cut it down you spend a little bit more time around michael flynn and his, his positive <laughs> organs then then maybe i'll uh, be able to get through a full sentence without completely <laughs> feeling like i want to kill myself <laughs> and it, 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 a, a stronger bench gives those under 18s an opportunity to prepare for manchester united in midweek which i've got a ticket for i'm, I'm looking forward to it Oh, I'm massively looking forward to that game. Far more than this one. You know, we're not playing undefeated Manchester United in the Youth Cup. Bring it on, boys. But, um, <laughs> but, but much easier than playing crew, I, I, would, I would wager. Yeah, no. Um, very much looking forward to that. £5 a bargain. £20 train might... Hey, it's my money, all right? I, I live my life the way I want to, with various permissions yeah. applied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't play Man United in the Youth Cup fourth round every other day, do we? No, we don't. Gotta make the most of it. Watch Connor Bridgeford Stanley whilst you have the chance. Well, exactly. But I would have gone if it was Derby. I, I fancied this one. You know, why not? Why not? Let's get back to Crew. What did Michael Flynn have to say about his pals up at Crew? Yeah, uh, it feels like we're getting through the. I don't know if he's made a lot of friends in post match drinks this season, but we're getting through the sort of. Michael Friend is Michael Flynn is big mates with the managers portion of the season because uh, he refers to them as Lee and Kenny. So he even knows the assistant, um, um, and he says you know he feels like they've done a very good job there with not one of the bigger budgets. Which um, I don't know if he looked at himself with that particular comment, but um, but he said you know they're basically like us guys. They've had a bit of a dip form with injuries, but then they got a few back, and then they won some games. So that's what we're going. Michael, to do. Michael, Michael, they're fifth. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're doing a little bit better than us, maybe. Um, then asked in, in terms of are they a bit like you know your, your classic crew? They're all eighteen and they play nice football, um, like the Perry and G Charlie Kirk team. 
Um, and he referred to them as being a bit more robust than in the past. And I think if you look at Mickey Dimitri and Connor Thomas, that would that would ring pretty true. Yeah, yeah. Ten points above town crew, and they have Basically a game in Basically the hand. same. Basically, team, gotta so it's, say. Just, it's just three and a bit wins. Um, that's all. That's all. Um, yes, indeed. Well, there we go. There's not really much more on senior team and this game they really this time of this time of of the season we could be playing anyone and it really doesn't matter in these in these presses does it yeah they may as well not you know we could do this any day of the week really but don't need to do it before a match necessarily we're there to talk transfers and to be fair michael flynn's been talking transfers since since i was on holiday in november so you know he, he brought this on himself a little bit but also that's no, no one reads any articles on the advert at the moment if they aren't if they aren't transfer related. Yeah, I'm feeling the full vibes of a few signings, and I do fear that people think I'm, I'm negative, but I'm actually feeling quite good. And then I looked at the table, and if things went against us tomorrow, oh, there could be a little. We could be down to seventeenth. I think. Oh God, <laughs> I don't want that. No, nope, I no. don't like it. No, I don't no, want to no. be here anymore. No, no, thank you. Okay, well, there's, there's, that's just positive vibes because a win could take us to I don't know twelfth if it went our way. That sounds that sounds better. Oof, but also the heady heights, the heady heights, completely unacceptable in terms of what we should be doing. But better than seventeenth. Let's move on to Dawson D Boy. Dawson Devoy. I don't know. What is it? I think it's Dawson Devoy. Um, he didn't actually say his first name, uh, his surname even. So um, we'll run with Devoy and then probably probably it'll be wrong. Yeah, I've overemphasized. I've, I've put an extra E in there for Devoy, haven't I? I've just kind of gone with the band uh, Devoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit Devoy, isn't it? That, that music, that sound. No, we'll move on. So, I mean, largely all the hits here for Dawson Devoy is for Dawson Devoy isn't there so Devoy I'm never going to get it right um, <laughs> <laughs> you're doubting yourself now oh gosh I don't really want to spend 20 minutes on this especially as you got to the real nub of the the stuff that I want to listen <laughs> to him talk about but He's just very happy to be here. What I will say is he was talking a bunch of nonsense about the away day at MK Dons where he said that we could have got something from that game because I was there. I don't recall that. Yeah, I was I was listening to that. Yeah, sure you thought that, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we'd been garbage, but sure. <laughs> um, you know, He was on the pitch and he thought that. Really, really makes you think, what is Mike Williamson doing over there? He saw Fraser Blake Tracy nod it in, and he was he was like, "I want some of that. Yeah. I want yeah. some of that." He's he's perfect for Swindon. Actually, he panicked in injury time. Oh, yeah, sign him up, uh, <laughs> and sign him up. We did. Yes, he came on in the last five minutes or so, where where the game was done, and then Mr. Blake Tracy put some gloss on it right at the end, didn't he? But his his promise is there to see. You know, he was one of the most exciting players from the Irish leagues, which I know people will roll their eyes at, but a lot of Irish league players are coming over at the moment and joining pretty decent sides. So it, it's a good market. It's a market that I'm sure we, we would like to get involved in, but, you know, times don't suggest that that's something we can't do. And he's sort of stagnated at 
MK Dons and he's essentially losing his place to Dan Kemp, it would seem. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I really am. Yeah, I'm excited. I've I spoke to someone from the MK Citizen about him, um, and obviously he's he's probably had a bit of a difficult time of it at MK in terms of replacing Scott Twine, and you know he's not really a number ten. That's not where they've ever actually played him. But I get, I think that was kind of the idea when he was signed. Um, then obviously, you know, with Dan Kemp coming back, they they were still looking for that kind of more attacking midfield player. But you know, he's he's clearly very good on the ball. Um, as you say, I think if you look at all the Irish prospects, if you look at his track record, actually, in the League of Ireland, it's probably as good as anyone's in terms of being young player of the season, team of the season, all the, all the rest of it at a very young age. So, you know, there's m- much like Powell and, and um, Jack. There's there's clearly a lot of talent here that hopefully Swindon can see some of for the remainder of the season. Nobody, Joe, at any stage has compared him to Dan Kemp except twice by one man. Yeah, Michael Flynn has done it a few times, and I think he actually compared to him after the game at Colchester as well. I was like, no, I won't compare him to Michael, to Dan Kemp, because that's not fair. But um, he's but we brought him in here, and hopefully he can be like Dan Kemp. My hope is that if he does turn out to be like Dan Kemp, we'll hear Michael Flynn say, well, you know, I always knew it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you sign a guy from Milton Keynes, Dons, you know he's going to be the best 10 in the league. And that's why I did it twice. <laughs> Become the new Burton. Uh, before we get to the Joe Zone again, was there anything else from this that that, that interested you? Um, it, it didn't sound like a particularly fun conversation with Dan Kemp, to be fair. It was like, or, or Dan Kemp actually came across as quite condescending, actually, when he said, when, when he said no, it'd be a really good place for you to develop. So I'm ready now, so you can go develop there. Go in that oven. Uh, I was like, oh, a bit harsh. Could you say it's you know it's nice. The fans are good, but um, Dan Dan Kemp was quite rude to Dawson Devoy. I felt based on the characterization of the conversation. Well, how dare he? How very dare he indeed? Let us go to the Joe Zone. Lovely. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thank you. Unless Wikipedia's lied to me, I believe you played Europa League and Conference League football before. Yeah, What's just just qualifiers with with my club in Ireland. So uh, yeah, it's, it was um, we played the Europa League qualifier qualifiers. My first season got knocked out in the first round, and then um, uh, played the Conference League qualifiers. Got to the third round, and then Pellock from. Uh, Greece knocked us out, so uh, yeah, no, that was a really good experience. Yeah, yeah is it fun? Get do you get to hear the anthem in the in the um, qualifying rounds? I can't actually remember. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, speaking to someone at MK Dons said that you've not not really played as a number ten role for there. Do you do you kind of you know? There's obviously the chem comparison. Do you kind of feel that's slightly unfair walking into this team when that's not necessarily the same type of player that you are? Um. I don't. I don't think it's unfair. No, I think it's, it's opinions like fans, any anyone, everyone's gonna have their opinion. So I don't think it's unfair. Uh, I haven't played the ten much with with MK Dons, but I'll play whoever the manager asks me to play, and and hopefully then wherever he does ask me to play, I can do do what he asks on the pitch. Do you ever get the feeling that this is one of Joe's uh, scratching around for a question as he doesn't know what to ask because it's all covered? Or was this loaded, ready, let us talk about the Europa League anthem? Hard disagree. I actually really like the Europe 
controversial opinion because I love the Champions League anthem. I actually think the Europa League anthem might be better. And um, whether or not it's played at, at qualification games is very important to me. It's very important to me. But he couldn't remember, which was disappointing. Because I, 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 you know, I had the picture of him on the pitch and like, whoa, whoa. And that just sounded like a great experience, something that I would like to be able to do. Um, you know, I sold the rest of it, just be on the pitch whilst the anthem's being played. He he was um, he was involved in quite he was involved in at least five games um, on on a run that they got so close Bohemians in the national conference league I think and then I'm thinking oh gosh they got really close fair play and then I remember it was well I mean that level dare I say Swindon could maybe progress to a different stage if it was that really like patronising to European football I I don't think it's too far off. I think, you know, you'll be playing like Gibraltarian champions. Or not even necessarily There are semi-pro teams at at that level, isn't there? So, yeah, because it's for, you know, the kind of more fringy, especially the qualifiers for the Conference League, just sort of for the the, the fringe nations. So, I feel like maybe not this Swindon team because they'd have a, a lot of issues, especially, you know, playing, imagine this team playing extra time. Jesus Christ. Um, but, um, but you know, but, but a regular Swindon team probably could take on the the Conference League qualifiers to a certain extent. What was really funny is that the way we look at European football and the fact that you played in European football, you've done it. You've got on a plane because your team was good enough to play in a European competition means a lot more to us than it does to a footballer because he really wasn't that bothered, was he? Yeah, he didn't seem too excited by the fact that he was probably on the pitch while the anthem was being played. But I, I thought, you know, playing away at the Lincoln Red Imps would be amazing. But uh, uh, he's not quite as interested, unfortunately. And that is why the Norwegian legends of uh, Erling Haaland and Dan Egan, you know, they were real winners because they used to sing along to the anthem, didn't they? I know Dan Egan exactly. learned the words, didn't he, I think? <laughs> Yeah, those guys get it. That's you know they're they're doing it for the rest of us. We, you know we can't do everything else that Erling Haaland can do because he's six five and really fast. But you know I can I can see myself in him for a moment before the match when he's singing along to the anthem. <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode, but we're going to have to close it because it's gone far too long and there's only about. Well, there's less than a day shelf life, so let's go with predictions. Congratulations, an absolutely spot on prediction for your sins <laughs> last week with the 2-2. I thought I was on the way when 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 Bruett scored. I was I was uh, telling everyone who didn't care in a pub at a family meal what was happening. But you you got you got the full you got the maximum points. Well done. What are you going for this week? Yeah. No no one's ever felt worse about getting absolutely nailing a prediction, quite frankly. <laughs> You, I saw you fist pumping the air and the and everyone looking at you as that second trickled <laughs> the in. back of the arcles. Everyone's mortified, <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm embracing the Colchester media manager. Like, come on, boys! <laughs> um, but yeah, you never felt absolutely a for for your sins moment because it felt terrible when I realised that that is actually what happened as well. But um, I'm gonna go for. 3-1 to crew. I think I think this goes badly and uh, next week becomes a great amount of fun. Yeah, that's not that's not the thing I was looking for. I'm going to go 2-2 and Glatzel's going to score if he plays. 
He's going to do the Elliot Banyan, but then also be good afterwards. Yes, that's the, that's the hope. That's the dream. Let's wish these players luck. Heaven knows they'll need it for the short term anyway. Joe, thank you very much. Positive vibes. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music for the presser is provided by the awesome Drag Me Down and the podcast logo is created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.